The building of this sandbox and its contents are the independent thoughts of each host. It's not our intention, but we have been known to make people see red. Don't come to the sandbox and expect not to get dirty. In fact, we hope some sticks with you. So dig in. Let's play. We are the Scarlet Sandbox. Good morning. Good morning. We missed you last week. Oh, thank you. Although it was a fun one. Uh, I think the girls we listened to it last night. Had a really good time. Yeah. It was wild. I listened to it last night. Um, we're, wasn't sure how that was going to go, how they were going to do, but I thought I thought they did really yeah, they well. Did good. Um, while you're got it doing well, I'm that, good. I'm you doing too. This. I'm going to do it next. Perfect. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, this looks like it's starting well. It's going to be great. It's been two weeks for me. It's been a second. I haven't been talking much. Can you believe that? No, but I think we have a lot to say today, so we're going to make up for it. <laughs> okay, so our whole month of June is talking about rest and recovery. So what does that look like? It doesn't look like just hanging around, you know, vacationing for unsaid amount of time like we're talking about active recovery how do we um kind of rest from life and not work so much and do all the things yes yes but today we're talking about reflection and i know we talk a lot about it but it's so necessary right it's like the thing that i feel like people don't um they miss the boat the most you know, it's always, how can somebody tell me how to do it? How can I tell somebody how to do it? But it's never, how can I tell myself? Right. Um, we have a whole lot to talk about, but it's one of those things where I don't know how to start it. Well, I'll start it. Perfect. Um, if you want to. Took us like two seconds. We sat down on the table. I'm like, all right, what are we talking about? <laughs> Next thing you know, here we go. Well, you know, I've been seeing a lot about, um, well, I'm just going to say we see a lot of victim mentality, you know, mm -hmm. and um, why is my life so bad and why is this happening to me and these people are mean to me and all of these things, but, and, and th that's true. I'm going to tell you right now, I of all people, um, and especially, you know, I think that there are different targets. You know, I think that, you know, it's very, uh, we need to be realistic when we say that, for example, people who struggle with their weight, they have their own targets on their back, right? Sure. But let me tell you, the women that are pretty and skinny and whatnot, they have a target on their back. And then the people that make a lot of money have a target on their back. And then the people that are poverty and you know maybe not as fortunate have a target it's just different targets right sure and so then your target audience moves around so I think everybody can relate to that but what are you going to do with it you know right. and when you do why do you need rest and recovery you need it because you're exhausted you're exhausted with life you're exhausted with what you know whatever your family's throwing at you or the public's throwing at you or your friends are throwing at you so well, like you and me we rest and recover because half the time we like, are we even like the road? Do we like the road we're going down? Mm -hmm. You, If you don't stop and reflect on what the road is, you could be marching. Which we pretty much do that on a weekly basis. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Me and you're like, I'm not really sure I like this road. <laughs> and sometimes we put our own self on the road and then we got to remove ourselves from the road. We got to get our roadmap back out. But because, that's the point. Yeah. 
And so again, that's what you and I are really, really good at. But I want to, you know, as we were kind of like talking about all of this and thinking about, um, okay, so why do you need rest and recovery? Because you're tired. You're tired of, you know, you and your husband are fighting and your kids are doing this and your in-laws are that and your work is this and your work is that. But, but do you ever stop and consider that you're the problem? Because you should. Because 99, you know, percent of the time I am. And because the thing is, you know, yes, I'm a hundred percent sure that your husband probably said something he shouldn't, and your boss did this, and your coworker did that, and your mother-in-law did this, and your kids did that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's setting your boundary. But let me tell you what a lot of people do, and I'm going to use the sandbox. This is why we are the Scarlet Sandbox. It's a great example, um, and it makes it more in a tangible way for you to think about how you're operating in your life. But here's your sandbox. Um, you've got it all. you got your husband, your kids, your dogs, your cats, your fish, whatever, in your sandbox. But you're out telling everybody else what's wrong with their sandbox. Your sandbox is dirty. Your sandbox, you know, this. It, you know, you need to fix the trim. Your shrubs look terrible. She's a horrible mother. Kids are out of control. <laughs> you're so busy telling everybody else what's wrong with their sandbox. And then what happens? Everybody gets mad, and then they don't like your sandbox. And the neighborhood all of a sudden has their um, neighborhood of sandboxes has a summer barbecue. <laughs> you know, the HOA barbecue. Have y'all been to one of those ever? <laughs> I've politely have the, declined. Have the uh, water slide out. The hot dogs are cooking. Susie had too many wine coolers, and all of a sudden she was like, you know what? That lady down there keeps telling me my sandbox is dirty. What? She told me my sandbox was dirty. What? She said my sandbox. So next thing you know, you got the whole neighborhood mad at you. But but it's not your fault, though. Never your fault. Never your fault. Meanwhile, while you were out telling everybody else what's wrong with their sandbox, your dog, he's not potty trained. Your cat, it's mad you haven't paid any attention to it. Your fish tank, the kids kicked in, and now it's spilled all in your sandbox and you got a really dirty messy sandbox while you're out telling Susie what was wrong with her parenting well you forgot to maintain your shrubs and your yard and your because you were too busy pointing out everybody else's and then when the neighborhood barbecue happens and they all get together and realize that you've told them all what's wrong with them so they form an alliance and say it's her and then you say without even turning around to look at your sandbox to see if what they said is true. That's like the main thing. It's like you don't even turn around and be like, man, is there any legit thing that they're saying? And look, sometimes, I mean, <clears throat> and legit is good because now Susie goes, not only, I mean, not only is her sandbox dirty, but I heard she was sleeping with so-and-so down the street, which may not be true, right? Because people love to embellish. Very true. So I get that, you know, sometimes you have to self-reflect and be like, oh, my sandbox is dirty, but I didn't sleep with so-and-so down the street. But maybe if I had kept my sandbox up, they wouldn't have said that. So. So again, it's a choice I made or didn't. And it's a lot easier to defend your choices when you're at home in your sandbox. Well, if your sandbox looked good, you probably wouldn't have to defend as much. Exactly. But and people would know your integrity and they right. would know your Bingo. work ethic. So then they wouldn't believe. Because let me tell you, I have all people know the lies that get spread. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you. Um, but 
there are a lot of times in my life I've had to go, okay, I've got a lot of conflict here. I've got a lot of conflict here. I've got a lot of conflict here. Am I a common denominator in any of that? And sometimes that conflict was truly just because of being a business owner or being so involved in the PTO or whatever it is, because let me tell you, in any leadership role or any kind of influential role or when you're very well known, you're going to get unnecessary drama that you just don't ask for. Tanner knows it. I know it. We get it. But the average Joe that's minding their own business, not so much, you know? And so, and you know, we've talked a lot about whether or not what's said is true. I mean, that's a whole nother how you cope with untruth, right? So that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about how much drama you have in your community, in your sandbox community, and are you part of the problem? If you truly want to put out your lawn chair in the front yard or backyard, whatever, by your pool and relax and recover, you don't want the neighbors at the back fence looking over it going, what are we going to get on her? Because... She's been attacking me for 10 years. Well, honestly, I mean, you got two options. You got a really pretty sandbox and then you can defend the untruth or you got a really crappy sandbox and you keep your mouth shut while you work on it. I mean, that's it. Well, and if your sandbox is pretty, or for me anyway, when my sandbox is pretty and I'm working inside here, the untruth doesn't even matter to me. It doesn't matter. Because I know who I am. I know that my sandbox is clean. I know that I'm a good mom, wife, you know. Because you've worked at it. Like you've been literally. So, you know what? You can either go believe them or you can come over to my sandbox and see for yourself. But my self-worth and my self-esteem is good because I control my sandbox, right? But when our sandbox is messy and those untruths, then you're feeling very out of control. Oh, my gosh, they're going to see my flaws. They're going to see that my sandbox is dirty. They're they going to see that I've been do. living. Oh, they yes. do. They already see it. But, you know, it's your own self-esteem, right? It's like you know that your life is chaotic. You know that you're making poor choices. You know. You know what really irritates me with that? Is that people defend their poor choices and use God in front of it. Mm-hmm. Like if anything goes in any positive way, well, it must have been, must have been God's on their side. And I can't stand when people speak for God, like they can't. Does God bless you? Absolutely. Does God, you know, answer prayer? Absolutely. But uh, one of the big examples that I have for that is like whenever you hear like me talking about my marriage, like if anybody, if anybody doesn't know, I started my third marriage before I quit my second. So I was already talking to Anthony before I was, you know, free to do so pretty much. So whenever, you know, it's hard for me to say, you know, this is my soulmate. God picked Anthony for me because I made a bad, you know, not really a bad decision. It's one of the greatest decisions of my life, but the timing was terrible. And I made a lot of decisions that were poor before it, right? So I should have done this and then it would have worked out, but I didn't. So whenever I look at Anthony, you know, now we've worked on it. We had to deal with all that. You know what I mean? But it wasn't just like, oh, God told me to do this. That was a poor decision made by me. Now is God a redemptive God? Absolutely. But, like, I didn't just say, well, you know, God just made me do this because that would be a misrepresentation of God. I can't stand it. And, you know, um, I've been there. You know, I, I mean, we both have and a lot of people have. And, you know, that's the thing is going out and telling people, you know, God did this or God did that. That doesn't God doesn't shout. I mean, hello. Have you met him? 
He doesn't <laughs> shout anything. <laughs> if you know that, then that's a personal relationship that you have with him. And again, that goes back to maintaining your sandbox. If you know this to be true, you don't need to shout it from your sandbox. People right. can see it. People can totally see it. They see your manicured lawn. They see your clean house. I had a lady message me this week. And she said, Adrian, how do I, um, I just feel like I can't get my life back on track. I've made so many terrible decisions. Uh, I said, you don't, you're not defined by your terrible decisions. You're not defined by your terrible choices. You're only defined now by how you move forward. She said, well, I've apologized to these people and, you know, some take my apology, but some don't. And I said, then that's on them. Right. That's, that's where you keep going. It's like you just said, God is a redemptive God and he's a forgiving God, but you can't make terrible choices, say, oh, well, you know, God's a God of truth. Yep. He sure is. He sure is. <laughs> and he ain't done yet. But he usually, let me tell you how God works. And again, this is why I really encourage everyone to like read the story and do if you're if you're new to the Bible or even if you like I grew up in church my whole life and I don't I didn't truly understand the story. That's why I mean the title is a perfect title because I mean that is what it is and we all know that. But the truth is like if you were watching and I use this as a watching a movie, like you need the plot, you need the characters, you need the timeline, you need the pieces. But if you know him at all. The truth starts with you. He's not worried. He never one time tells you to worry about anybody else. And I used to be like that in my 20s, <laughs> you know, when I was young and I wanted to right all the rights and wrong, you know, right mm. all the wrongs. And and I still, I mean, I will probably always be the kind of person that's like root for the underdog. And, you know, that's okay, but you can't do it. At, you know, like the expense of killing others, you know, like just destroying, destroying, demolishing sandboxes. Yeah. Because first of all, you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea if that sandbox over there is dirty because of what's going on. You know, well, the husband has it. chemotherapy and it's all she can do to take care of him. So she can't clean her house. And right. you're too busy over there telling her to clean her house. Oh, because you're looking at it from across the street. It's real mm -hmm. hard to see from way over there. You know. If you are finding yourself worrying about what anyone else is doing, and let me tell you, we're all guilty. So this isn't mm -hmm. me being hypocrite. I mean, <laughs> yeah. hello. Um, or I mean, this is me being a hypocrite. You know, like this is not me. I get what you're saying. You know, shouting it to you. This is our community. You know, we're in the neighborhood. <laughs> Tanner and I live in the neighborhood with you. Um, and that, that's the thing, right, is these kind of podcasts and these kind of communities and these groups that you're a part of help you stay accountable, that's why you join. That's why you follow. That's why you, because we all need a daily reminder to do and be better, right? Because mm -hmm. it is so much easier to look at somebody else's sandbox and be like, that's dirty. Instead of looking at my own and be like, oh crap, I got to clean it up. Mm -hmm. Cause I could sit over here and drink my Mai Tai on my, you know, lounger and tell that chick to clean her crap up. <laughs> Face completely away from mine. <laughs> While my cat's using my bathroom <laughs> as its sandbox. <laughs> but, um, but I want to, you know, you can't, you know, we use politics, for example, because I think that's just like such a hot topic uh, that everybody can relate to, whether it's national community, whatever. But 
I feel like we're so busy telling everybody how to do their job and how they're wrong instead of being a representative of truth. You don't get to truth by pointing fingers. You get to truth by living it, modeling it. And that was a really hard lesson. Yeah. You know, I feel like, um, you know, you always want to tell. And for me, I think I did more like when people were coming at me. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot easier. Or for me, it was more about defending. And I will still defend myself. And I'm not telling you not to defend yourself. I'm saying pick your battles. But when it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, that's. What are you doing? It's just unnecessary, like, stress. Totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. You're missing the best things for someone else's life. So, you know, I use politics because I feel like it's what I see on Facebook the most. Um, And shoot, I mean, even right now with coronavirus and the vaccine, I mean, you can just go on and on and on about what people are going to argue about, right? So, why? You know what? There's never a comment at the very bottom that just ends it. No. And or somebody goes, thank you so much for your post today. I totally changed my mind. Totally changed my mind. Okay, but now let's put that in your sandbox scenario. So you're in your neighborhood HOA. You're at home. Are you shouting across the street to your neighbor going, have you got the vaccine? <laughs> You'd be the crazy lady. I mean, seriously. You would never do that. I mean, I guess never say never. I'm sure there are probably people that do. <laughs> but I'm just saying, for the most part. We're not doing that, right? So why are you doing that on Facebook? Would you stand across the street and be like, lady, your house is dirty? You wouldn't do that. I see a lot of people do a lot of things on Facebook that they would never do in person. And then you can't stand there across the street and be like, God's truth. I can't. Clean your house. I can't. You can't do that. I just see more and more of that every day and it's about to drive me nuts and that's the thing i really am starting to see people in fact i try very i i try very very hard not to even use scripture me too when i'm you're cherry picking yeah i don't like it because let me tell you scripture is actually used for you like i not for your neighbor i can't (laughs) so you know when people are blasting scripture at people Honey, the first person you need to start blasting scripture to is yourself. What about yourself? I can't. So, you know, and then you say, and, you know, and then you get the people that are like, again, it goes back to, you know, she's being mean to me and this is happening to me. And, you know, again, why are you worried about the truth of everybody else? And we all are. I mean, I've been there. Trust me when I say there's so many times I've wanted to like, oh yeah, free well, my name. Yep, and, me too. You know, tell the truth. And we've done it. I mean, there are, I, I do think that there are times that it's necessary. Sure. But if you're having to do that every day. I was going to say, me and you can count on probably one hand when we've chosen to do that. And let me tell you, a lot, nine out of, if for me personally, if I, if I go to Facebook and I'm putting something out there, couple of reasons. One, it's because I am so well known. Sometimes it's easier for me to just say it. And I, I feel this, I mean, I'm nowhere near Hollywood status. I don't mean it like that, but I sometimes feel that pain because sometimes you just want to put something out so that everybody will show up. I mean, uh, shut up, you know, like everybody's going to be, but if you just put something and it's like, Oh, okay. 
that's different than I'm not smoke signaling. Mm. And that's what I like to call it because, you know. I'm just going to put this out there and hope they see it. Yep. I can't stand that Mm-mm. either. Mm-mm. No smoke signals. You got a problem with somebody, you call them on the phone. Yeah. I don't even care if it's your worst enemy. I've had to do that recently. You know, I had a conflict with somebody, called them on the phone. Now, they didn't answer and they refused to meet me, but that's on them. I did what I needed to do. I'm not smoke signaling. Well, that's when your message person that messaged you this week comes into play. Like, you did what you can do, and now you move forward. Mm-hmm. Their response doesn't define you. Exactly. But what's your chain of command? So you're in your neighborhood sandbox. You made Susie over here really, really mad. She got two more women. You know, we got desperate housewives over here. She got two more women, and now they're... Over here ready to hose your sandbox down, you know? So what are you going to do? You going to go on Facebook and smoke signal Susie? I hope not. No. You ba- you bake a basket of muffins and you take it over to Susie's house and you say, hey, Susie, can we talk? You might find that Susie goes, oh, and, you know, obviously you're not going to get a warm response. Susie's not going to be like, yes, come in. Mm-hmm. So good to see you. She's going to be like, what's your motive? Why do you want to talk to me? You know what? I was wrong. I want to talk about this. And you might find out that you and Susie have a lot more in common than you think. Mm -hmm. But that's only going to happen when you start with, hey, Susie, I was so worried about you. I should have been worrying about me. But once you fix those conflicts and you extend those graces and you stop using God to cover all of your behavior, Thoughts and actions. I found that when you actually do like rely on God like that, like all of your thoughts and actions, like those are the times that I've said the least. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't even, I can't even talk about it. You know what I mean? Like usually when you're doing that, you're, you're doing it. You're doing it you're because that is, it. and that's what I'm saying. The, God is an intimate relationship. One that I'm so glad over the last three years I've come to know even I mean, again, I was raised in church, so I thought I had one. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was the same way. You, you don't until, yeah, I mean, you and I, I mean, hello, the last year and a half just really drove it home, right? But, you know, that's the thing. It's so intimate. You're not doing, like, when you're so, but the only way you hear him is to shut up. <laughs> that is very true, which is where it comes to reflection. Like, you have to make time to stop. But you want peace in your life? Stop fighting with Susie. Stop fighting with Mary and John and Barbara. And this is like things that we literally teach our kids in the sandbox. I mean, literally in a real sense, like this is where it's learned. Mm -hmm. Should be. And look, it's going to sneak up. Sure. Because you're going to be in rest and recovery and you're going to be minding your own business and doing your own thing. And then, you know, Deb down the street is going to remember that one time three years ago that you really pissed her off. <laughs> Decided to get mad about it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so things are going to happen. And then you're going to be like, Dad, that was three years ago. And, and the next thing you know, you're back in the middle of the HOA, fighting in the street, you know, neighborhood barbecue comes up, whatever, and everybody's mad at each other. And then, but, but how do you solve it? You can't, you're not going to rest and recover with active battles. So how do you put out the battles? Now, if you have a battle with somebody that's just 
absolutely insane and there's no communication of it you know option and nothing they say is true because whatever demon they're fighting in them has nothing to do with you you're going to have those people too sure that's when you go eat the hot dogs and you just boundaries just leave right you just got to create a boundary so we understand that there are times, but nine out of 10 times, and I'm a big, big believer in this, nine out of 10 times conflict or are happening because of lack of communication or miscommunication because people are too busy talking at people instead of with people and talking to other people instead of the person they have an issue with. Yeah, that'll... I mean, I am a big believer 99% of our problems could be solved with communication. If not all of them. If not all of them. Mm -hmm. Well, you're still going to have those people like you communicate. They are never going to see it your way. You're never going to see it their way. And that's just when you shake hands and say, you and I are clearly not to me meant to live on the same street. That's, still that's cool. Though. Yes, but I'm just saying, you know, at that point. I mean, the problem would be solved mm -hmm. in theory. It's not the way you wanted it, maybe, but I mean. Well, but I feel like a lot of those, I, I do think that there are people that no matter what, even if you decide to shake hands and whatnot, like, they're just not mentally mature enough to, it's okay that you live on a different street than me. Oh, sure. Or we live on the same street and just don't talk or look at each other. Like, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> Most people just still have a, I'm going to get her, you know, or whatever. Guys do a so much, like, a better job at this. Oh, absolutely. Like, they're. I love it. Give a crap is just, like, at a zero and I'm learning mm -hmm. very quickly. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. It is. Out of sight, out of mind is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know, because, you know, sometimes you can't, people can't move forward unless everybody likes them again. So I need to say I'm sorry so that you like me and then I can move forward. Well, again, again, you're moving forward based on other people. Again, that's not the point. Now I'm learning that, like, it's fine. I do what I do. But okay, let's talk about likes. If you really break that down, why do I care? I know. But I spend a lot of my life that way. And I don't have that. Oh, you do? You did? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like if somebody's yeah, yeah. mad at me, like I can't. I can't. I couldn't back then. Now I'm fine, but. I'm not so much, you know, I, I do care if it's somebody that I care about. Mm. You know? Um, the only other time I get pretty wound up about it is, is with my business, but I think that's because I've worked so hard, you know, that's something I built with my own. So imagine building a Lego tower and somebody, you know, says your work sucks or yeah, tries to steal one of your bricks. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. so I get passionate about what I've built with my own hands, not so much the person saying it. It's just more like, or if you don't like my building, do it over there. I don't really care about that. Just don't come to my building and stand in my face and be like, that's the ugliest building I've ever seen or you suck. You know, like I don't like that. But I think you've come a, a long way. Now you just know that not everybody's going to like a building. Yeah. They're just not. I mean, No, I, and that's what I'm saying. I'm okay with that there. part. Just do it. Don't stand right in front of my face. I, I get defensive yeah. but even then i think you've come a long way since i started working for you if somebody said they didn't like your building you'd be like tell me the 36 reasons why not <laughs> and we'd all be like those don't matter well <laughs> like, i think at first sometimes like, it was more like do you have a better idea or yeah because i i really do like to hear yeah you do you know in fact i love to even talk about politics with people that i feel differently because 
I don't pretend to know everything. Right. I want to know what you think. I want, but I, it's very hard to find those people because. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of times people thought I was argumentative when I was really just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, almost, you know, I feel like sometimes intellectual people get the raw end of the deal because we come across argumentative and that's not what we're trying to do. It's more, give me more, tell me more. Right. Well, this is why I think the way I think. So tell me why you think the way you think. But then this person thinks I'm arguing when I'm not. I'm saying this is why I think this way. And being a 7% thinker, only 7% of the world thinks like me. You know what I mean? Like, so when I put something out there. You're going to have to explain that because our listeners probably don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I've taught, you know, I took this personality test. Which personality test? I'll post it because okay. um, I'm a, I'm a pioneer and a, I mean, like, is this like a legit personality yeah, test yeah. or is this a Facebook personality? No, 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 no. This is a legit, there's like a whole course you can take, like oh, $5,000 course you can take. I didn't take the course because it's more like for leadership, like in business, whatever. But, um, it showed that I think like 7% of people, which was a pioneer in something else. And I can't think of what it was, which explains a lot, right? A pioneer is somebody who a lot of entrepreneur, like you're putting yourself out there, you're building something, you're innovating, whatever. So that explained the other one, dadgummit. If you ask me this any other time, then right this second, I could tell you, but uh, I'll post it for y'all. Yeah, because I want to take it. Yeah, you should. I'll be like, you think like the 98%. Well, because it's like, <laughs> um, so, you know, it's nurturer. What do you have? Like nurturer? Well, I don't got to take that to say I'm not that. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. It, it's the guardian. Guardian was one. Mm -hmm. Nurturer was one. You need to post it on our Scarlet page so that people can take it. Yeah. Because it's really cool, cool to learn about yourself because that's what happened. Like instead of once I took that test and I realized that I do think differently, I was like, which I mean, I already knew that. But it just confirmed that for me so that then when people don't understand me all the time, I'm not feeling like there's something wrong with me. That is the way God made me, right? And so I go, okay, I understand that you don't see things the way I see things, so let me explain that to you. But it also changed my approach of let me explain that to you versus tell me why you think like that because this is the way I think. And then them thinking I'm argumentative. You see what I mean? Right. When I'm really like, no, tell me more because I like to learn and I like to hear your thoughts and opinions because I may change my mind. I am open-minded mm -hmm. that way. Being, being opinionated and then being judgmental and then being closed-minded are three different things right you can be opinionated and still be open-minded and non-judgmental you know so um and I used to say I was non-judgmental but I think that at the end of the day we all we can't help that we, we can't. just can't people just we just do we no, have we to work I don't like to be judgmental so I work every day to not be but there are times that I mean, it keeps you alive. I mean, it's, it's just, a sin, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the way you use it, but I mean, like, it, it literally keeps you alive. You judge a situation and it's scientifically built in you. So, like, you're going to do it. Okay, just, that's not what I meant. I meant more like Susie Sandbox. Right, but what keeps you alive is also that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, like, it's what you do with it and Well, where. but that goes back to your own sandbox. So, if I'm judging, okay, so for example... Susie makes some decisions that I don't want inflicted on my children and husband. Okay, that's fine. I can judge that that's not a good situation for me, right? right. I'm not judging Susie. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm Your saying reaction. I don't want it in my sandbox. So then I just don't hang out with Susie. Right. 
you don't have to tell Susie how terrible she is. And then, you know, but that's where people go down. wrong. Sure. I'm Every not, day. I'm not disputing that Susie's choices are not good. I'm saying it's none of your business. I just take care of But so many people want to go out and be like, I'm going to discredit Susie because her decisions are terrible. Let her decisions be terrible over there and save yourself. The heartache of trying but, to burn um, her down. Yeah, but you don't know what God's doing in Susie. You don't know and that don't he's not. don't act like you do. Watch, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just seen about 99% of it. You know where you just like, if I see one more, <laughs> I'm going to lose it. Yep. Mm-hmm. There have been plenty of times in my life where I want to speak for God. I, I, I mean, and now I look back and I'm like. I mean, I said that for my first husband. Well, and and then what? My second husband. And, and let me what? tell you, that's one thing that Kimber said to me early on in our friendship that has really, really stuck with me. If you do not agree with me or you think that what I'm doing is bad or wrong, pray for me. Stop mm-hmm. telling me what I'm doing wrong. Pray for me instead. You don't get on Facebook and be like, I'm praying for you. Do it. Mm. Do it. The amount of time you'd spent typing it. It would change you. That's the kicker part of that. But that's the thing. When you're praying for someone, are you saying, please, God, change Susie. She's awful. (laughs) Or are you saying, dear God, please change my heart and give me more grace for Susie. Help me understand Susie. That's pretty good prayer. Mine's like, help. (laughs) 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 But it's so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes when I really can't stand them, and I'm not going to mention any names, but um, I do say things like, please bring peace. I don't even know how to do that because right. I know that I probably need to change me. They're like three but I'm word not prayers. ready. I'm not ready to change me like that Dixie <laughs> Chick song. I'm not ready to make nice. <laughs> so I just need you to bring peace, which is probably going to start with me, but I'm not ready to ask for that. So, but let me tell you what I don't do. I don't say change so-and-so because that's not my job. Well, every time I've tried to do that in some form or fashion, it's been like, nah, let's worry about you. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I'm, I'm not worried about her right now. I'm worried about you. Mm-hmm. Fine. Well, because even take people out of it. I mean, I've told you the story about I was having a rough week. This has been a couple months ago. And I called Shania and I was like, well, this. God. The final straw was the lady that messages me on Facebook in the middle. Like, I'm working. And Tanner, I'll tell you, when I'm working, I'm like five people deep. I'm so crazy. So if you're messaging me during the day when I'm at work, that's the reason you don't ever get an answer. But this lady messaged me, and she's coming from Dallas, and she says, how's the traffic? Oh, I remember this day I was working with you. How's the traffic? (laughs) I don't know, Susie, because I'm standing behind a chair doing hair right now. I'm not in my car an hour and a half from you, and I didn't get my traffic man license i don't i don't work for work for vox 4 news i don't have a helicopter i don't know how the hang on let me look it up for you which i'm sure that's not what she meant but the point is i lost it (laughs) (laughs) and i called shania and i was like and another client had asked something else crazy that was just whatever and so i was like "I, i keep praying for peace and you know, and patience, and patience, not peace. I, I keep praying for patience, and these people keep testing my patience, and I was just like, F this and F that. Like, I was just 
furious, y'all. I was like, it was over the top, over the top. And obviously it wasn't clearly the lady with the traffic, but that's just the, that was the final straw. And finally, I was like, can I make a suggestion, Adrian? And I was like, what? That you stop praying for patience? That's exactly what I was going to say. And so, and of course, everybody, and when I tell this story, everybody's like, what? You've been praying for patience? Like, that's the worst prayer you, could, prayer you can pray. And I, I mean, I had no idea. But my point is, even then, I was still trying to self-reflect, right? That's I'm still true. trying to say, like, okay, God, give me patience to deal with people. Here, have well, some more situations was, where yeah, you can test and see how you're doing. He was definitely doing that. Um, <laughs> so sometimes we have to be careful the prayer that we're praying. Yeah. Yes. I will not be praying for any patience. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Because then you're praying for situations that require patience. And well, those usually aren't very Needless fun. to say, I did not message my client back. I had not help her. <laughs> that was probably the smartest decision in that situation. Anyway. Oh, God. That's why I have to hire Shania to mm. handle all of my... Please respond to this person. Because after, I don't know how, you people in customer service right now. Yeah, I know. It's I do not. Miserable. I'm so grateful that I've been doing this for so long that my clients have been with me for 15 oh, yeah. years and we got each other's backs because mm -hmm. if I was a waitress right now, yep. it would not be good. Well, you just went to Vegas. You kind of see how it, people are just different. Wow. Yeah. Wow. On so many levels but honestly i didn't see too much um crazy customer service stuff in vegas i see more here yeah you're right locally you're now right. i don't know if that's just because i'm in and out in and out or you're just here we're here i'm seeing more but whoo we're in a rough time right now which is another reason why okay so the neighborhood is up in arms somebody's yard isn't mowed the you know landscape's terrible Susie and johnny are fighting like so you're HOA is a battlefield, right? So what does it help to get out in the middle of the street and start yelling at them? Or can you be the change? Right. I mean, we use that chemo example, but you're yelling across the street, but Susie can't mow her yard, but you don't know that her husband has chemo. So A, why don't you walk over? Why don't you see what's up with Susie? And then B, once you see that, you know, her husband's having chemo, why don't you pull your mower out? And why don't you just walk across the street and instead of yelling and using that time, why don't you just mow her yard? Mm -hmm. Like, what, what can you do to help? Mm -hmm. Cause it ain't standing across the street. Cause that's the thing. I feel like we're, we're talking a lot about that. Not you and me, like just on Facebook in general, we're seeing all this inspiration, all these people saying, be the change, but are you, but get your mower. That's yeah. the change. I need to see your mower. <laughs> like, I need to see less keyboard, more mowing. Yeah, you'll hear a lot. It'll be a lot quieter if you were busy. And do not tell me that you have, like, you know, what, my brain just, like, literally stopped. What I was trying to say was, um, my brain, like, my brain just stopped. I went to a left field Adrian's squirrel. Gone. See ya. Yep. Squirrel. Okay, bye. Hamster, 10 hamsters <laughs> on bay. 10 hamsters. Wheel. You want me to tell you what really just popped into my head right now? Sure. I, yes. I don't know. Do I? <laughs> but this is the kind of, when y'all wonder, like. Last time it was jazzercise, so I'm scared. <laughs> um, well, Tanner, I'll tell you. Like, when we're at work and I'm working, um, she'll tell me something, and you think I'm not listening, she but is. 10 minutes later, I hear you. She hears you. She listens 10 minutes later. 
Well, it's like processed. Right. You Ten hear minutes it later. In the moment. Because but here's you... what happens. I have 42 hamsters on my wheel. So what happened right now is I was visualizing this guy mowing. I w- wanted to tell you something about it. But then I remembered that yesterday I bought my husband a grill for Father's Day. Does he know it? Yes. Okay, good. Long story short, not, I ordered it. I found the one, the Blackstone with the air fryer. It's a Walmart exclusive. I wanted to buy it. Da-da-da-da. Ordered it. I was going to send Tinsley to pick it up and put it together and do all the things so he wouldn't, he'd be surprised. Well... They call me 30 minutes before I'm supposed to pick it up and cancel my grill. They they had the foil pans. That's unfortunate. But not the grill. So in my mind just now, as I was thinking about the mowing, I started thinking about the grill and the foil pans that I need to cancel because I'm not driving to Walmart to pick up foil pans and no grill. <laughs> I will get the foil pans when I... <laughs> so that's what just happened in the, in the brain of Adrian right now. I'm used to it. Because my tabs okay. stay open... Well, I mean, your Walmart tab has to stay open. (laughs) (laughs) So don't close the Walmart tab. I have no idea what I was going to tell you about mowing Susie's yard, but I can tell you that I need to cancel my foil pants. Perfect. I'm so glad. Susie was drunk on wine coolers anyways, remember? (laughs) I think I borrowed too many in your last hypothetical situation. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I can't. So... Let's get back to restaurant recovery because that's the whole point. Get your mower. You know, I'm going to give you a very like another good example is Tanner and I for a year and a half. You know, it was this fire and that fire and this fire and that fire and this fire and that fire to the point of exhaustion. Till the point we were on fire. And we had to sit down and say, what fire are ours? What are national forest fires we can't control and let need to let the firemen handle that? I don't need to control that. What are my immediate fires? Pretty much what can I control? Mm-hmm. What do I have the equipment for? What do I have the mental capacity for? And what's not mine? Mental capacity. Right. And look, guys, sometimes that even comes down to like your own kids. Mm. Your kids are on fire. Their marriage is in the toilet or their job or financially. And sometimes you have to say, this is not my fire. Mm -hmm. If they're your sister and her husband are fighting, it's not your fire. Sucks. You can have a wine cooler with her. (laughs) You know, you can be an ear without picking up the stick. I love that analogy. You know, so it it really takes some self-discipline And mental training to say, this isn't my problem. I need to be in a mode of rest and recovery. It's really hard to rest in a sandbox that looks like crap, though. So, And if you're fighting everyone you know and everyone in your life, even if you don't know them. Something's wrong with you. Or maybe, maybe not, but at least look. At least look. At least look. And then get real still and real quiet and then see what happens. Maybe it's not you, but what happens when you get real still and real quiet? At this point, I'm if you, if Susie barred up her door, you'd have no idea what was going on in Susie's house. Then it becomes kind of boring, right? Like nothing really is happening with Susie. So Mm -hmm. kind of leave her alone. I mean, her yard might still be gross and Mm -hmm. unmanicured, but... You can only tell so many people about that, and then it's old news. But if you're Susie, and you keep going out the front door going, Stop talking about me! 
<laughs> that never works. No. Ask me how I know. Because I spent a large part of the last year and a half doing that. Mm, we. Let me defend. Let me Let me just, no, you need to know this. I don't. And you know, in the other side of that though is I feel like you and I, and again, that goes back to sometimes it's necessary. There but are we, times that you go, look, I'm going to give you the facts of the situation and then you do with it what you want. But we what reflected I'm not, a lot. What I'm not going to do is, you know, there are times that, you know how many people have one side of a story? Almost all the time. Like, so many people think they know things about me. They have no idea. Yeah. No idea. Me too. They've heard one side of a story, which is hilarious. So whatever, you know, those are people. But again, are those people going to, are those the people mowing my yard, cleaning my house, raising my kids, paying my bills? Nope. Okay. I don't care. Mm. So you got to decide, do these people matter? Is this your fire? And is your house glass? You have to be able to distinguish which fire is yours because, I mean, the ones in your four walls, if you have a fire in your sandbox but you're too busy across the street talking about Sally's fire or Susie's fire, your house will burn down. And nine, ten, nine out of ten times it already is. That's because typically it's those people that can't go home to their own fire. I encourage you to do so before it's a blaze. But the thing is... I can tell you your house is on fire all day long if you're not going to be the one to put it out. Pretty much we're encouraging you not to let your house burn down. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can sit in your backyard and rest and recover. So that you can look back and be like, look what I built. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know. I like yours too. <laughs> All we right. should we should do that today, right after work. Yeah, but the other day I'm working. You have stereo blasting all over the place. I'm like, hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over here. Expect that for the next two and a half, 75 days. I get off work, y'all are shoving y'all's faces with chili dogs. I'm missing it. <laughs> yeah, so I get home and I was, Dustin was like, "What do you want for dinner?" And I was like, "Can I tell you what I want for dinner?" And he's like, "Yeah, what do you want for dinner?" I think he was thinking like, grill out something. I was like. I just need a homemade hot dog. <laughs> Do y'all ever get a craving for just like a really good hot dog? Like just <laughs> save that for us. Do you ever just get? I do. I love the relish and the, I mean, and I'm a mustard, ketchup, relish, cheese, onion girl. You're a garbage can hot dog. Well, that's like we went to our niece's, um, graduation party a couple weeks ago and they had barbecue which they also did hot dogs and this guy comes out and he's got two hot dogs with these um buns and I was like are you are you gonna eat that dry that's gauge and he's like well I, I would I wanted some ketchup but I couldn't find them I'm like it was sitting right there I was like please let me go get you the ketchup <laughs> so Dustin gets up and goes and gets the ketchup because the thought of eating like meat and bread like, is your mouth not so dry? I don't understand. One of 42 tabs. Gage, is your mouth... Gage, I need to have a discussion. My I brother. need to understand mm -hmm. this because... Dry. My, my mouth is watering life. right now. Trying Most to of his life. Comprehend eating a dry weenie. <laughs> Do it. On that note... 
Is that where I say turn down your walls? <laughs> Build your dreams. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Taylor, we need music. That's going. Taylor is. No. Don't Taylor is drunk. So we need ever <laughs> It's not playing. Why is it not playing? This is the whole other thing. I'm crying. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>